Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Your air guitar is getting better, dude. It's improving over the years. I just want to point that out. Air guitar? Yeah. Well, and and the guitar part. Yeah. You realize I guitar. actually played the real guitar on that part? No, I didn't. So I, I can didn't. I'm allowed to air guitar what I played, right? Is that a crime? He doesn't give me an inch, folks. Is guitar so playing guitar air guitar a crime? <laughs> and your goal is to blackmail this person. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And we are stoked. We have a special guest. Would you care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Yes. Uh, my name is Sarah McDonald. That's it. <laughs> well, you know what that gets? All right, we're stoked to have you here. For real. Thank you so much. And uh, there we go. Got it. Bam. We're in. We're in. We're in. We made it happen. Look at this. Thank you for being here, Sarah. Thank you for having me. You know, we were kind of talking before we hit record. You asked the question, how did you find me? That was off the record. Why are you why are you forcing stuff that was off the record? I wasn't trying to force it off the record, but I was I was trying to connect us to a thread of conversation here, Ryan, because I don't know, I didn't know. You know what off the record means? It didn't mean to be off the record. I wasn't going to like say everything. I was only going to say the magic is I feel like I feel like you found us. Like I, that's all I was going to say. Sorry. Okay. Why didn't you just say that? then? I did. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm clogging up the works here. No, you're not. You're really, you're, you, you are a valuable part of the process, Ryan, because <laughs> you helped me learn and grow really every single day. man. That was condescending. No. Wasn't well, that. why don't we why don't we talk to the star of the show I here? I'd love to do that. You ready? Here we go. All right. The go. one and only. The one and only. Wickedly talented. <laughs> um. Why don't we just go right to the beginning? How how did this music thing start for you? Like, was there an inception? Was there a moment like that really spoke to you? Well, I guess I'm kind of curious. Like, what have you heard from me? first of all I guess just so so I know where to begin with this with this story we want it to be a general thing like like you're we we kind of use the superhero origin story thing Mm. you know like there's a reason why they began doing what they do and why they are who they are and so musically I'm sure you have a moment where you're like I whether it be like, I want to do this for a living or like, this is, this means more to me than just listening to a song. Right. Like that mm-hmm. moment when you knew, and that might be way before you even ever made any music yourself. Right. 
Totally. Well, um, my parents were both classical musicians, so I never considered anything else. Um, I just, I started playing piano when I was five, probably, and started doing musical theater not long after, and then started playing French horn very seriously, and then Gosh, um, then got into the jazz thing, went to jazz school. Um, and then while I was in jazz school, started kind of, I mean, I was mostly just writing songs um, and taking composition lessons and writing for large ensembles and orchestras and choirs and things like that. And then the whole New York Philharmonic thing just kind of came out of nowhere. It was sort of a joke. Like I just, I was like, how many people do I think I can write for? you know, and all these different instruments. And the band used to be 22 pieces large and I reduced it and kind of changed the instrumentation a bit over the years. And um, now it just is what it is, you know, this weird functional beast. But um, yeah, I've been doing that for, oh my God, I think the first song I wrote, I was 22 and I'm 30 now. So it's been a while, but the band has been performing for the better part of six years but it's been a forever thing you know I just yeah I've had lots of interests throughout my life and um I just never considered doing anything else professionally ever it was always just music yeah your your energy does kind of kind of come across that way that it was like you just knew like you've always known and you just went with it you know and that's a that's also a perspective that is refreshing just to someone that was like and we've talked to a few people like this, right? Where it's just like, this is what I'm doing. I know I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. Totally. Yeah, I just, I, I also just like doing things that I'm good at. And not to say that I'm such an amazing musician that it was like written in the stars for me to be successful. I'm not even that successful, but I just don't think I could have applied myself in any other disciplines. You know, it was like, oh, this is it. This is what I'm doing. This has all of my focus and all of my attention and nothing else is ever going to hold my attention the same way. Right. I don't mean to focus. When you say you're the way you said about success, you know, if you're doing what you love though, you know, and you're, you're making that work. How is that not really success is only how you define it for yourself. It's not how other people define it. Sure. Of you course. Probably already know that. I just, I just, she's know, probably speaking in generality. You are. Yeah. And, and, but like for <laughs> we, I don't know. I just, I, I, yeah, there's something about that that makes you want to call it out. Cause I think no, it's, I, it's, it's something in myself. Here's what I, it is, Sarah. Thought, like, you know? like it's something that we've both had a hard time coming to terms with, like what success really means. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Society has this really vivid definition of what success is. And that's like, Oh, my name has to be on the, on the chart on X chart. My, I have to have this car in the driveway. My house has to be this big. And it's like, there has to be this many zeros in my bank account. When it's like, those can those can be indicators of, of success, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're successful if you have those things, you know? And like coming to that realization, like, like Michael was saying, you're already a success because you're doing what you love and trying to get better at it every day. What's more successful than that? Like to me, that is a definition of success. You're totally right. And I feel like I... I talk about that a lot, um, you know, just redefining what success means and, you know, all the things that I've done in my life in order to just kind of survive. But I think I think about it in a sense of like, I always make it work. 
And I guess like, if that's how you want to define success, then that's great. Like I've always managed to survive. It's like, I've been in New York for 11 years and I've just worked like every horrible shitty job under the sun. And there are so many people here that come to New York and just like have family money and have, you know, like family already living here or whatever it is. And I just had nothing and no one. And it's like, you know, and now I'm, I'm I live a comfortable life. And if I, you know, and I try to remind myself of that, like if I could go back 10 years and show like 20 year old me, my life now, I would just be completely floored because I think I had zero expectations, you know, moving here and coming to school here. It was just kind of like, well, I hope like one day I'll play a gig. You know what I mean? Like I was so clueless. I had no idea. And then getting to school and figuring out what I want to do and what my sound is like and things like that, you know, it's just, I could have never imagined this trajectory for myself. So in that sense, for sure, I am successful. Like, you know, is my like name up on a marquee like every night of the week? No, it's not. But um, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Did I hear you say that your life is better than you could have imagined? Definitely, but I mean, I think it's just you know, I and maybe this is a flaw within me. It's like I approach things with like no expectations. I approach literally everything I do with zero expectations, and so it's like either that's that's really a really healthy mentality or it's like I should want more for myself but it definitely you know it bodes well in terms of disappointment like I am seldom disappointed <laughs> tell, tell me if um I'm understanding you correctly here uh it feels like you're saying I understand I'm successful but that's different than having really ambitious goals that I'm constantly trying to work like I'm not quite satisfied yet <laughs> And that's two different things, right? Yeah, and I think, uh, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. It's like, I've, you know, when I look back at all of my accomplishments, it's like, I'm always so excited to, you know, reach those goals, but then it's like, I can hardly ever enjoy that moment. I'm like, great, we did Out it. the next one, what's, right? Yeah, what's the next thing that I'm gonna be doing? That yeah. sounds like a healthy attitude to me. I mean, the very yeah. best athletes, the very best of the best, this is the mentality. I, and so honestly, that's, that's what you've conveyed so far is like nothing can stop you you know you won't settle for anything less than what you want and that's a that's a good quality to have Thank you. Like you said, <laughs> i mean you were talking about it. that's how you made it by yourself you know without the luxuries that other people had because of your determination you know definitely i think yeah sure i think it was also just like a survivalist instinct it was like i have to make it work because there is no there's no backup plan there's no like like nice home in la like i don't get to just move back in with my parents and like you know like have a nice time like it's it's not a thing it's like i have to do it I yeah have to make exactly it work, you know? speaking of loving to make things about me but this is the <laughs> this is, Here this we is go. The, the backup plan fallacy though this is yeah the, i'm gonna well i'm gonna go take this insurance gig for rock because it pays well mm. you know that's what i did i've i've heard it said that you have to burn the escape boats like if you're going into battle and you want to win like you can't have the escape boats waiting there at the shore like you have to know it's like i'm gonna win or i'm gonna die but i'm gonna try you know if, if you have any mental energy and space that you're holding out hope for on plan b yeah your plan a is yeah gonna get there it's just not exactly yeah. for sure right that's but, kind of what you're saying yeah it's just like well this is it so if mm -hmm. this doesn't work like that's it were you uh, always that determined were you always that mindset as long as you can remember or was there was there a time where you ever different as a kid or i'm just genuinely because it, it just comes across very confident i will add this touch to it as well you feel like a super tough person like mm -hmm. 
(laughs) super tough like the type that most people know not to mess with you type like you've got that like nothing can shake me type of attitude you know what i mean well perhaps thank you that's very nice to say um yeah i think it's just it has a lot to do with my upbringing and also um god i don't know what else but yeah there, there definitely is that and i think if you talk to people that knew me as a child they'd probably say i was like pretty precocious but yeah there is there is that like i i have you know it's like if i want something i'm going to do it and it's like that's sort of it's confidence but it's also like self-destructive you know it's like i definitely like take really <laughs> big risks without i know without, what you're like, talking about yeah and it's like you know i think a lot of people don't function that way i'm like i'm just gonna do it and we're gonna make it work like hmm you know, and it always has, like, I haven't come, it hasn't completely blown up in my face yet. So, you know, like, stay tuned, it might, but especially, you know, with like, just whatever, it's like, oh, there's a, there's a tour and like, there are big, you know, it's like, I don't even like have the money for this. Just saying yes to things and like throwing myself into situations that I'm not even kind of prepared for. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. It's going to be fine. And then like, it somehow always works itself out. Like I find a way, you know, it's like, I work it until the very end. Um, but yeah, it's like, once my mind is set, you know, it's, I don't really like ask people for advice. Like I kind of, if I'm going to like talk to somebody about something, it's more like, you know, I just want to like be like emboldened in my choice, but not even really, it's like, I'm going to do it anyway. It's like, I'm kind of just telling you this yeah. is what I'm doing. <laughs> that, that attitude really speaks to me That's because tough. that has caused me a lot of you were, trouble in my life. You remind me a lot of him, <laughs> of this guy, actually, really, when you talk like that. Because I really, that is sort of the way you are, too, man. Like, there's no. Yeah, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to freaking do it. It's like the decision's <laughs> I mean, been made. You're yeah. welcome. You're long for the ride. Yeah, man. No, but I, I, I get a lot of inspiration from talking to people like this with this mindset of. Um, it's com- it's going to let me You down. know what it is? You're completely. Sarah, you you're completely operating from a faith perspective like you're not making your decisions based on fear you're making your decisions based on faith and i think that's why it's so powerful and that's why it's always worked out for you because you don't you don't have any fear like you just know it's gonna work out that's a powerful thing like to have that kind of vision and that confidence in yourself like i'm blushing thank you <laughs> well it's a truth. Yeah, I feel like that I mean, kind of faith truth, is yeah. it, it attracts the money like you said you didn't have the money for a thing it's like i said yes and then it just happened it worked out that is that's the attractor to it you know the the faith and the belief in yourself sure if that's yeah if that's how you want to look at it definitely i think like you know you get out of the things that you do and you get out of life whatever you put into it and i'm just like i'm gonna go out and do this and it's it's gonna be fine and you know so far so good but yeah it's just it's like i just have to believe that it's going to be okay also it's like oh i want to do this thing i'm gonna go do it and i'm gonna find a way to make it work because there's always a way to make things work you know if there's a will there's a way but i really do think that you know simply a powerful statement always a way there's always a way to make it work you know what sarah (laughs) you you seem like a very good person to uh do you have anything that you would share for our beautiful listeners and us just in regards to that? Like, were you always that strong in your faith in yourself and your confidence? I mean, I know it goes up and down for everyone, but like, do you have any advice for people that are struggling with that? Like whether they should take the plunge or not? Hmm. Sure. I mean, there have definitely been times when I've felt, you know, deterred from what I'm doing. I think, um, especially right after high school, um, I come from a military family, so I moved like every year of my life and there were lots of complications associated with that. Um, And then, 
you know, by the end of high school, it was just, I was just living with my mom and my younger siblings. So there was a lot going on. Um, and I think I definitely like hit burnout in a really big way, my senior of high school and throughout my entire adolescence, like I was just overextending myself, you know, I was like active in sports and I was like the lead in like three musicals. And I was ah. like the singer of jazz band. And I was like, you know, doing like all state playing French. Like I just was doing too much. I was just trying to do everything um, to distract myself from, you know, my home life. Um, and I think I just like, I got to college and I didn't really have a ton of focus my first year. I kind of just like partied all the time and really didn't like have a lot of belief in myself. And then um, I actually transferred from a school to New York and I got here and it was like, everybody was the prom queen. It's like, everybody was so special in their own way. And it was, it just like lit a fire into my ass. It was like, okay, like I kind of just like let this defeat me and, you know, like realize that there are other talented, amazing people in this world or like just try to do my own thing. And I think that was the most helpful thing for me was like, I really didn't want to be like super competitive. I didn't want to be like the best jazz singer. I didn't want to be like the best this or that. I just wanted to like do something totally different. So I do think that there's like, there's space for everyone. It's like, there are so many talented people. It's always going to be a thing. Someone is always going to be blowing up. You know, someone's always going to be like having their moment in the limelight. It just like, it doesn't matter. It's like, there's time and there's space for everyone. You can't let that distract you, Amen. you know? Mm-hmm. Now, it really That's just resonates with me. Yeah, yeah really cause a great point. What, what we're trying to do is is express ourselves, you know? So why are we, we, uh, why, why are we sometimes so worried about how other people will perceive it? You know, like mm-hmm. just, like you said, there's always someone who might be technically more whatever. I mean, you said it. I can't even, I'm not going to try something. But it's like, who cares? They're not yeah. you, right, Sarah? Like, no one's going to be yeah. able to be you. Yeah. You're the only one that can do that. Like, that's a powerful idea. I, I, it is my prayer that more people see that in themselves. Like, you know, there's only ever going to be one of me. So I'm, I'm sure that's why you, I'm sure there was probably an element to that, like feeling like you should do everything you possibly can. Because I think there's a part of you that knows, like, I'm the only, I'm, there's only ever going to be one Sarah and I got to make this thing happen, you know? For sure. Me and like the 9 million other Sarah McDonald's. <laughs> but yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good reminder for myself. Like there's, there are always going to be things that throw you off. Like you see someone like doing really well and it's like, oh, like I should have done this or I should have done that. And you know, it's like, I have to just, it's like, I allow myself to have those negative thoughts, but like only for a moment. Then it's like, okay, well, like I'm still doing my own thing. So it doesn't matter. It's like, why compare these two things? And they're totally different. It's like, I always get so confused when my friends like, well, this person is doing this thing. I'm like, but you're not even kind of doing that. So why do you care? how successful they are when it's you're doing something completely different it's like because you play the same instruments that's ridiculous <laughs> you know yeah, right like it, it is in a way but we, it's a trap we can fall into you know yeah. and everybody does yeah, yeah i do too and then i'm just like oh my god it does not matter it's not but a big deal I, I guess it's being so. given the tools to be able to pull yourself out like so you don't stay there you know definitely yeah being conscious of that and honestly people like you are going to have the impact on people that way, you know, to help them understand because it feels like it's something that resonates with you, you know, that whole idea, just, there's only one of us, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? There's only one of us. 
I mean, both of us have the, the same thing in terms of a name that's fairly common, Ryan, Michael. You know, I know it's <laughs> yeah. a million other Sarahs. I'm like, ah, I get that. I get that. Millions, yeah. <laughs> Very much. A lot of Michaels out there. Um, but there's only one Sarah that grew up with your experiences in the time that you did, inspired by the situations and things and mystical experiences that only you have had, that only you can express in the ways that you're able to because of your unique talent. Like it's a, it's a whole thing that only you, like you're literally the helm of that ship. There's no one else that could do that. You know, you're I completely, hope so. <laughs> but it's the truth and, and you're completely <laughs> equipped to do it. Cause you know, you have this, um, you know, you have this belief in yourself and it's apparent and it's, it's inspiring. Cause it's, it's what, it's what's going to drive you to that, you know, success, the success that you want. Right. Did you have a moment where you, and, and not like to to your own horn or anything like that, but just a, a moment that confirmed like I am who I th always thought I was. Hmm. That can be a big moment, you know. Sure. Um, I don't know if there was ever like one really big moment, but there were definitely. I think, especially, and it happens more now. I think, um, you know, especially as my project comes along more um just to clarify i have an 18 piece large ensemble it looks like a big band it's not it's like a progressive rock large ensemble pretty much um like please point me in the direction of another band that does the same thing it's just it's so weird it's so it's weird pretty and, large unique. and difficult to organize i totally understand why no one else in the world wants to do this i literally just like <laughs> <laughs> you're the person for the job no, it's just like, I just, I didn't want to compete with anyone. So I literally just created like an entirely new genre. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So <laughs> yes, no. So I think now it's like, I was talking to a friend actually just the other day and about like the feeling of not fitting in. And especially in New York, there are so many like very distinct music scenes and you've got like the jazz scene, the classical scene, I mean, even like, just like pop strings players, Broadway, you know, the rock scene, like the indie scene, whatever it may be, like right. the singer scene, which is like super heavy, you know, and like, I'm just mm. not a part of any of those. And like, I have friends in all of them. And I've always felt like such a floater my entire life, especially just with moving around as much as I did as a kid, you know, it's like, I just never grew roots anywhere. And I, you know, I was like, man, like, I don't really know what my scene is. And he was like, well, your scene is my scene. And I was like, well, what's my scene? And he was like, your band. And he was like, that's a scene. He was like, that's 18 people. That qualifies as a scene. And then yeah, I realized- true. Yeah, it does. It's true. Yeah, you like, put together oh. a freaking bus load of people. Like that's hard to do. Like that's hard. There are yeah. other big, I will give them credit, but, yeah, um, but but I think this is, yeah. And I realized like, you know, I've been making music with the same people for so long now. And everybody's like such good friends. And after rehearsal and after shows, it's like, everybody just wants to hang. Like it is just the hang. And it's like, you know, the making music is wonderful and writing music and like having people perform it, like really just fills my soul with so much happiness. But, you know, it's like, the people really make it what it is. And like the fact that everyone's so into it and having such a good time and yeah. enjoys hanging out with one another. It's like, man, the hang is just like it. Like I would, you know, it's like, that's where I feel competitive. I'm like, yo, show me another band where everybody gets along like this. Like, please. <laughs> you know? that, that's a lot of people. That, how do you, right. do you feel like those people, do you let them knock on your door or do you specifically go out and be like, I want this person to work with me? You know, like what's your mentality on that? 
It depends. I mean, I don't even know now it's been going on for so long, but at this point it's like, I have my core group of people and, you know, and then I also have like my core group of subs. It's like, if someone can't make it, I already know exactly who I'm going to call. And in the past, you know, it's like, it's like now that I have such a big network of, you know, friends and colleagues that I can call on. Um, but before, in order to do that, I would just, if someone couldn't do it, I'd be like, Hey, can you recommend a few people that you like playing with? Mm. And then that's kind of how I expanded it. And so it's like, you know, if this person enjoys working with these people, like I will probably enjoy working with them too. And that's really kind of how I built on that. And now it's like, you know, especially with the pandemic, some people moved away and things like that. So I was like, all right, like now I can sort of try new things. So if there was someone and, you know, people do ask sometimes they'd be like, Hey, like I would love to play whatever, you know, even if they're just being nice. Um, you know, if I like know that they work actively work with other people in the band, I'm like, Oh, I'm interested in this person, you know, and then I can finally like give them a call. Not like we're playing a hundred dates a year, but you know, it's, it is nice kind of like branch out and meet new people. But yeah, so a little bit of both, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm starting to realize there's nothing quite like that when you get to pick who you want to work with. Yeah. Like having been forced into so many situations where I had to work with people that I probably wouldn't have chosen to. And that's okay. Cause you get to learn about different personality types and all that, but like the ability to pick who you want to work with you're like, yeah, I want that person or if someone is involved in you, like they would be good for this. It makes a lot of sense, man. I mean, if I were you, I would pick to work with me too. <laughs> Not sure where you're going with that. I didn't um, go anywhere with it. We, already, oh, okay. we got, we, we, we made it. Point was made. Oh, okay. All right. Makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I just, I, I'm having aha moments left and right here. I'm enjoying this conversation. Dropping knowledge here. No, really. Well, this is so like, what you're talking about is something that this is like a soft skill, if you will, um, that, that musicians need to understand networking, like sorry, shaking the camera, there. Uh, networking, like how to, well, how the heck do you find other musicians, right? How the heck do you put a group together with 18 people? Like that's not easy. And, and mm. that's something that is part of the business that we don't ever know or think about until we actually have to, it's like, Remember we meet, we met, we put the, we plugged the guitars in, we looked at each other and like, is this going to work? I have no idea. Let me see what you can do. I, I don't know, man. And then when you find, I'm sure you've probably found this to be the case, sir. Like when you find one or two other people that you really mesh with and then you're like, how do we find other people that are going to be on the same wavelength? Like it almost feels like it's impossible, but then they just show up, you know, a lot of times. Like what? Definitely interesting yeah for sure uh, i'm, I'm having an aha moment when he said, yeah sorry. when he said that there was like a flash there was a particular bass player who was very talented mm. and we still sometimes talk about and think about to this day should i can i shout him out can i ryan num ryan, ryan the bass yeah. player his name was ryan and boy could he play the bass <laughs> yeah, and we don't really know how we disconnected ryan but we still miss you we talk about you from time to time because you're a really good bass player it was one of those yeah. moments, Sarah, you've had. I'm like, where you just, you're put into a situation where you're jamming or, or creating music with someone for the first time. And it's just like, you felt like you've, you've done it before. Like everything just flowing. Yeah. Or people just, I mean, that's how I feel now, especially with my rhythm section. Like I'll bring new music and usually we rehearse the rhythm section first because it is rock more or less. And then we'll rehearse all the horns together. And it's like, sometimes even if I don't understand what I want, they'll understand what I want. And it's like, they just have like a shorthand that I don't even need to be part of <laughs> some of the time. Cool. It's like I can give them all the information in the world and they'll be like, actually, let's try this. 
and then it's you know so much better than anything i could have thought of wow yeah that makes it even more fun right just knowing they get the vision and they're going to contribute in a really awesome way that you and you probably don't even know i bet you surprised a lot huh yeah i mean i'm i'm very meticulous with the things that i want like even writing stupid bass fills and things like that and <laughs> yeah. drums, really specific drum hits like i it really am specific but you know then they'll they'll just do new things unless it's like a really specific like drum pattern that i want or something like that you know i try to let them do what they want to do because they're all like stars in their own right you know they're all like amazing musicians um but yeah sometimes it's just like i'm like oh my god i don't really know what i want here and then they'll just do something and i'm like great perfect right. yeah it's funny coming from a classical um background you're like the ultimate not not what what do they you're call like the conductor yeah the conductor yeah. you're a conductor mm -hmm. yeah you have to know how this resonates with me because yeah. I was obsessed with this kind of conduct, you know, classical as a kid. So oh, really? Beethoven, yeah, I grew up on classical music and I uh, played in jazz band too. The, the idea of what the big band stuff, the stuff you're doing stuff with horns. Like, uh, come on, I love this. I love this <laughs> stuff. I, I put, I put, literally because I devoted most of my like teenage years to the stupid trombone and marching. I had to put the thing in my solo album. I wrote a part just to include the dang thing. Cause it's like, I gave so much of my life to, anyway, I love all what you're talking about. Uh, I really, <laughs> but what, uh, this, the thing that I've stopped this on, I actually have a point. I actually want to draw you back to, cause I know you, again, you talk about success, right? But I heard what you just said. And you said that you, you've, you've surrounded yourself with literally like roughly 20 or so, right? 18 people who are stars in their own rights and they're doing your thing. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. It says a lot. So for it, sure. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And every, like after every show, I'm always like, I'm just so lucky that these people are enthusiastic about showing up and playing like this $50 gig. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well sure it's I luck mean, but it's also you there's no way like you are literally like the the point in the reality where all these people converge and and this is the power that when you said you were going to step out and do your own genre you know like that i love that because it's like you know i'm just going to be me this is no one else is doing this i like this and it doesn't matter if anyone else does it exactly do this you have way. any thoughts and any more thoughts on that like the idea of having to force yourself into a genre Oh, I mean, I, I hate it. I hate the idea of genre in general, unless it's like really obvious. But I mean, that's, you know, I also like I've worked in arts management for a really long time, things like that. It's like, I know what sells and I understand the need for society to like put everyone into boxes, no matter what it is that they're doing. Right. And every time I have like another review of my work come out, they're like, it's like always labeled as something. It's been like so many different crazy things like Baroque pop orchestra. No, like <laughs> singer songwriter, like whatever instrumental, like funk jazz band. What? Like, did you even <laughs> listen to the music? Like, oh my God, just the craziest shit. I mean, I definitely think it, it's pushing more towards Prague now because I'm kind of like writing for people. It's like not so much, I'm just writing for myself anymore. It's like, I'm writing for the musicians that I play with as well. And I know it really works. And I really like that. I also like Prague um, and rock and metal and stuff. And it's like, that's what I really grew up with. And that's what I listen to actively. So, you know, but I- Metal. Metal, yes. But there's definitely yeah. like, <laughs> um, you know, it's like running to Meshuggah, but yeah, but there's definitely sometimes when like I have a song that's 
that doesn't really like fit into a genre in my mind like there are certain parts that are different things and it is whatever and I guess at the end of the day everything is kind of like fusion anyway at this point but um yeah it kind of feels that way yeah and it's like who cares it's like why are we still so obsessed with this but um mm. you know I guess blogs and whatever have labeled themselves so they have to like continue to write for <laughs> that genre. I, guess... I know yeah it feels like the only reason labels exist is so people can make money like that's the bottom line if it weren't for attached to money there would be no need for them i do agree with that i also think that there you know there is just still a market for like i mean there are people in this world that just like listen to like the spotify music that is recommended to them and like i realize that that's more people than not it's like i never even use spotify like my music is on there but i never ever go and listen to music on spotify I just like, I'll go and I buy albums still. That's my thing. Um, so, I mean, whatever. So, but it's like, I know people like that. They like get those playlists that are like curated for them or whatever it is. Or it's like, here are the top 40 hits of Allegedly. the day. Well, yeah, it has its advantages, just like anything, right? Because yeah. what's cool about Spotify is because since I follow a very specific group of amazing people, the stuff it curates for me is fantastic. And then, you know, See, I even I get... Uh, yeah. yeah see so yeah but see what you're talking about getting the album thing i relate to because it's like sometimes you just want to like get the album and process it well you know for me know. anytime that i've gone out of my way to get the album it's because i wanted the full experience there you go you know <laughs> with the the way that they wanted me to listen to the music like the art they picked like everything about it mm -hmm. Like it, it's more of an experience that way. I've said so much better than what I was trying to say, but that's exactly the feeling <laughs> I'm trying to get across. But yeah, but that it's like one thing, you know, you're like, well, you know why I'm this is I'm so on this point is because it is you mentioned like in metal, like I completely missed the point on metal because I wasn't taking it the whole thing. I didn't take like say hmm. Metallica's blackout and just listen start to finish. I sort of picked and choose. I didn't really fully actually understand. And I think this is why some of those bloggers or whatever who have maybe looked at some of your music weren't able to understand it. It's just, they didn't take it all in. So it's hard mm -hmm. for them to necessarily get what it is you're doing. Cause you're doing something that's certainly unique, right? That's not, everyone's going to get on the first pass probably. So. Or the 10th or 12th. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the people that need it will find it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think ultimately that's the people yeah. that want and need it will find it. Apparently, a lot of people in Russia, according to Spotify. So, if you're listening, yeah, and that's that's another thing too. Yeah, you don't know what part of the world there might be a certain part of the world, like you're saying, Russia or some other country that maybe your music hasn't even gotten to yet. That's just really going to resonate with that community. I mean, anecdotal, but I like Russians. The ones I've met have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, who knows? Excited to eventually get back out there and start touring again, whenever that will happen. But. Um, yeah, again, going back to the album thing, like that's, I think when someone makes an album, it's like they're, they're creating an experience for you. It's like everything, you know, it's like they're putting so much of themselves into this, the art and the music and everything. I mean, like you would hope or expect. Um, so it's like, I really enjoy that. And it's like, if I, once I get an album, I will listen to it on repeat, like obsessively for a very long time. And then I'll be able to like kind of filter it in with other things that I listen to, but it's like, you know, I can. I can think of like five records that like I just can't stop listening to like top to bottom. And if you ask me to name them, I won't be able to because I dang it. <laughs> I can't my mind. You knew what no, I was thinking. I'm... You built the anticipation you up there. <laughs> 
No, I could probably, it's like, I would only be able to name like two or three of them because then I would immediately forget, of course, but. Do you have like an all time, I mean, this is a, I hate this question, but yet I still ask it. Mm-hmm. Is there, nah, I don't even want to ask it because most, most people don't have one specific song, but is there an album that you find yourself that you keep coming back to? Yeah, what floats to your head? Definitely, there's one album that like made me want to write music and it's like it's so it's not even really a genre that i listen to so much anymore but it's grizzly bears Economist. like that i don't know if you've heard it i haven't no, heard that haven't. No. oh my god wow so that that came out like probably like 12 years ago now um and it was just it like definitely came you know like it came out at like a very like informative impressionable time for me and it was just like holy like nothing I had ever heard before because I probably wasn't listening to like a ton of indie rock at the time but I really do think you know and it's like if you especially it's like it was big and the like jazz musicians like love referencing that album as well um <laughs> but it was just no it was just like it was just so great and it was like so pure and like honest it's like when you listen you know it's like definitely like right before that band like totally blew up and it's like I still love them but I think like you know you reach a certain like level of fame and it's like you think certain things are expected of you and so like your music becomes a little bit more mainstream and it's like I think that was like they were like right on the cusp of that when it came out and it was just like it was just so incredible and like passionate and I still listen to it and I'm just like oh just blows my mind and it's like funny because now I listen to just like Nine Inch Nails all the time but you know like (laughs) that that album was really like like definitely like changed my scope of awareness in terms of like just what you can do sonically and like they you know they all play like different instruments as well like it's rock but they're like they're playing like flute and saxophone and other things like mm. that and it's just like it's just so nice different and really creative that's yeah, cool yeah it's cool you should definitely listen to it i don't know if you're into that kind of thing but right now we're we're into anything anything yeah musically Side note, Nine Inch Nails, I had no respect for them until I saw them live. Like <laughs> we went to a concert, uh, me and a couple of my friends, many years ago, I said like 06. And God, they're good. Like, and, and yeah, I understand, like, you know, what he, what is trying, like, once I took in the show, I was like, it's the same concept. It's like once I took it all in, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Just great, great, great music, great musicianship, great stuff. Yeah, good, good band. Good band. I know. I used to feel the same. I was like Nine Inch Nails. Who cares? And then I like really yeah. listened. To I was like, holy shit, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's all funny. I'm yeah. Ever, yeah. When you have a a certain idea or an association with the band, you could easily discount them without you know exploring what they're really made of. Definitely. And they just really like are. I don't know. I feel like they're constantly pushing pushing the boundaries. And also, like all of them do their own things. And now it's like they've fucking trent and atticus have won oscars you know it's just crazy it's yeah like the, talent. Very... the talent's obviously yeah. there <laughs> right sure. like something yeah it's not uh not do you now like knowing all this when you make your music do you set out with any type of mission like i this is my ultimate thing i want to convey with my music or is it just kind of each project will let you know what that's supposed to be yeah, I don't know if I ever set out with anything. And I mean, it's just like whatever I'm hearing, you know, and then, you know, I guess with the lyrics, maybe like that's always the thing that comes dead last. Usually like, I mean, some of the time I'm just like improvising lyrics like in rehearsal because I just can't even remember what I wrote. Um, 
it's like i don't know why i don't know you what used to do like, the same thing man <laughs> it's just like i could never i can never remember even like on a really old song it's like on shows like, it's like who knows what i'm saying but i will get words out um <laughs> it'll be in also, it'll be in time and it'll be the right melody and that's all that matters right? it'll be the right melody right and that's the thing is like it's about the music and it's like i'm not like a singer songwriter you know it's like i'm not like like i'm not like telling stories per se it's like i'm really just cr- trying to create something like different sonically so um and sometimes the lyrics are very important but i feel like that's that's definitely like an afterthought to the rest mm-hmm. of the song so it's more so, so about this experience than anything else definitely yeah like I, I want you to feel something and i think when i listen to music like i'm i feel the most through the music like the lyrics seldom like resonate with me i'm never like oh wow like this person's breakup was like just like my breakup <laughs> or whatever breakup. it is it's like I'm just like, you know, what are songs about? Songs are like yeah. three minutes of music about like sex and being sad. Like, okay, that's, that's what's right. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. that's kind of what it, you know, for the most part, it's like, what are my songs about? I don't, I don't know. Probably the same thing to some extent. So um, yeah, it's really like when I'm moved by music and also I think that's coming from like the classical upbringing as well. It's like, I'm moved by like this passionate music or even like listening to music in other languages it's like I can be really deeply moved by something I don't even understand so you know I think that that's the most important thing yeah experience well that's the thing that transcends you know cultures and all that is that if you create the right experience like every human being some part of them is going to want to be part of that definitely yeah if it's good like you'll you'll feel it you know (laughs) yeah it's it keeps coming up, Sarah, and it feels like there are a lot of things when it comes to music and writing music and creating. There's not really words for them. There's not a real way to explain how you do what you do. It's just, it happens. And I think maybe we don't need to necessarily understand it, you know, like completely. Right. It's just some things just happen and that's fine. You know what I mean? Accept things as they are. See things for what they really are. See things for as they are. Yeah, that's a, that's true. Hmm. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We we increasingly find ourselves having these conversations with people like you in these moments where literally we just need to take a deep breath and just take it in for a second, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, mm. creating an experience—that's really that's what i mean that's what i want more so than for there to be a specific message or a specific like i just want an experience i want it to be something i've never experienced before like that's super totally. poignant to me yeah and even like you know with going to to live shows like i think that's most it's like having a really good live show really for lack of a better word trumps everything else you know it's it like even you know, it's like having a wonder, like having a great album is excellent. It's like, people are always going to like reference that forever, but it's like, I don't think anything can replace. Yeah. Like nothing can replace, you know, the experience you have live. And it's like, when you go to a show, it's like, what is the thing that you think about? It's like, you you remember your feeling. You don't remember like, oh, they sang this lyric or whatever it was. It's like, you just, you remember like the overall, again, just experience that you had and like shared with other people. That's really it. So, you know, if I can replicate that with, you know recordings as well and hopefully i'll do that and also just like this element of mystery is always really important to me like i'm most excited by music that i don't fully understand whether it be just lyrics in another language or 
I don't under, you know, it's like the first listen through, I don't understand like a metric modulation or like whatever it is, or like, just like what they're doing, like the chord structure, literally anything. I'm just like, if it's, if I don't get it right away, I'm just like, oh my God, like I have, I have to listen to this again. Like that's so interesting and unique. I've never experienced this before. You know, it's like, I yeah. hate highly predictable music. It's just like nothing kills my buzz faster than that. <laughs> yeah. Like I know coming I, I know exactly what you're talking about like it's the same thing with movies to me like that's why i like christopher nolan movies so much because he <laughs> tells stories and you have literally you have no idea what's going to happen next where it's leading yeah and like, like that's the tenet, yeah i still don't know what happened in that movie and tenet? <laughs> the tenant yeah like i yeah. watched it twice not even we watched it together i, I was like it. what happened here's the thing okay i just know it was fun. i'll That's tell you I this okay because it's really funny i somehow managed to fall asleep to that movie yeah i know in the theater like i yeah. never wow. fall asleep how in the world like that's the most intense movie that ever movie, there was so many gunshots and so much violence i was just like this is i'm am i just getting too old am i too sensitive for this stuff like i don't know right. too much violence well again it's it created an experience and you yeah. weren't quite sure how to interpret it that's what it was you know? it was the in the sound of the gunshots too it's like a thunderous drum right and it's yeah. overwhelming to our systems um in that format in a big screen big you know they pump up the sound as high, high as they can right they mm -hmm. you feel it in your body so so Sarah, you're probably you probably like good literature and good art just in general then huh i mean i hope so yeah because <laughs> well that's good because i think it's a lesson like i was guilty of boxing myself into like a a corner and i'm like i can only like these certain type of things and this certain type mm -hmm. of way instead of just being like give me a new experience and whatever that looks like i'm open to it and i'm going to explore it like i the, the, this process helped me be more that way and and that's that's really a blessing i think just to be able to look at things as they really are like we talked about like art trying to figure so appreciate out it. yeah for sure and I, I try to, yeah, just like not making decisions based on like, oh, well, this is going to be like this, like yeah. trying to like predict, you know, just, just enjoy things because you enjoy them. That's, you know, yeah, don't just like exactly. whatever. And I think that's like a youth thing, you know, it's like, oh, I have to like this. It's like, and then that, that defines my personality in a certain type of way. It's like the older I get, I'm just like, I don't care if I like it. I like it. Like you're listening to Mariah Carey, whatever. If you like Mariah Carey, just listen to Mariah Carey. Exactly. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten to that point where it's like, if I if I like it, oh well, <laughs> you know. Sorry, yeah. excuse me. You know, whoops. It's like right, yeah. Like the word guilty pleasure. I'm like, why is it guilty? <laughs> like if I want to land my cat and watch Grey's Anatomy and eat ice cream all day, like, I'm just gonna do that. It's a no, terrible show. Sharonda Everybody broke my heart it. too many times with that. I can't. No, no, she had to bring no, it up. Solid. I'm gonna say There's no, <laughs> Sharonda. I love you and I love what you did, but you killed Derek, and I can't. All right. Right. Okay. I know. I had a hard time watching after that. I had a hard time no, with like, that. I stopped after Derek. I had stopped. Oh wow. I don't know why I'm so much. It's like I just work out to it now. But it's like, <laughs> no. It's like, I can be it's like gone. super highbrow and like listen to you know. It's like and do all of these whatever like tasteful things. But it's like, damn. Like sometimes I just need to have these moments to myself. And like, damn, I don't think it's guilty. It's just like whatever. Like I like trash. You, you know what it's akin to? <laughs> like I have to watch fighting. Like I have to watch boxing and UFC. Like. And that's okay. That's violent. It's okay. Yeah. I just want to sit down and watch people fight. Is that it so is bad? <laughs> no, it's really not, man. It's a good sport. It, there's a lot of parallels between martial arts and music anyway. And life. And life.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny you say the guilty pleasures thing. It is meant a little. Well, you know, we have to explain to people. It's tongue in cheek. I just, you know, the whole point is to be able to, like, just enjoy. It's exactly what you said. Like, just that's part okay of what like, it is. Like embracing that yeah. whole idea that I might like a lot of things that you find very unexpected but Mm -hmm. what does that really have to do with anything you know it's like totally yeah Yeah, okay for two rocker dudes to like have a a very a a very taste in music you know (laughs) that spans quite a bit of genres like you know and that's that's okay like like you said it, it is okay to just like what you like it is okay to to just be who you are and express yourself how you how you feel drawn to do it you know it seems like you're a type of person that's a little more conscious of all that, Sarah, like the labels and, the, you know, painting yourself into the corner thing, like, but it's important that you understand that, right? Like, did you, did you have any experiences specifically with that type of thing? Or is that just kind of part of who you are? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's always, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like cre- creating scenarios in my mind, but, um, no, I think like you grow up and it's like everybody always wants to like classify you you know it's like if I was doing a bunch of theater it's like oh you're such a theater kid I was like a competitive swimmer it's like oh my god you're like you're just a swimmer <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly yeah. or whatever it's like no it's like I'm, I'm like a varied person like I have lots of interests you know it's like I've always been that way like I, I like doing a lot of different things I feel I definitely feel like jack of all trades like master of none like forever like it's just I have way too many interests in this life and like, it is what it is. And I think that's also been a thing. It's like, people are always trying to get you to just like settle down. And I hate that. It's like, yeah. especially when you're young or like before you go to college, like you can't do all of these things when you grow up. And it's like, but here I am grown up and I'm doing all these things. So I, I don't know. It's like, and I'm fine. Like I'm alive, like yeah, really. whatever, investing in cryptocurrency. Like the world is ridiculous, but you know, it's stellar like, or whatever. Are you going to buy some stellar? Is that what it's called? I don't know. My my brother's trying to get me to invest in um, this is so gross. Cummies. Mm-hmm. Do you you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't. don't. I don't. Don't don't. Just look it up later. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> um, look it up on your free time. No, it's just like it's like literally. What am I even talking about? It makes me feel so old. But um, God. he's nine years younger than me, so he's like way more into this than I am. But um anyway yeah he's it's not just, wrong about the crypto not wrong no he's not wrong I'm, I'm getting into it I'm, I'm doing my best um anyway what is the point that I'm trying to make yeah it's just I think you know especially like in high school it's like oh either like you're like a band geek which I was but I was like super into it or like you're a jock or whatever and it's right. like I did both like I was a cheerleader and I played in marching band like I would cheer and then I would like go march the halftime show it's like why can't I do both why can't exactly. I do both? Like, who cares? Um, yeah, I don't know. And I feel that way in adulthood as well. It's like, I just don't want to do all these things. So I'm going to do all these things. I don't even remember what the original question was. I'm sorry. You answered it though. You did. It, it, it all comes back again to your, your determination and your toughness. You know what I mean? Like you're going to do what you feel like you need to do or what you truly want to do. And you're not going to settle for anything less than that, regardless of what anyone says. Like, that's a really good example. It's a really good uh, way to live because you're going to, I'm sure that when you really leaned into that is when you really feel the most free and the most, you know, expressive. Yeah. It's the most like myself for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, right? 
you're just mm. being you and it's okay regardless of what anyone else thinks about it or thinks of who you should be like you know who you are and you're just being you i hope so yeah <laughs> and that's okay like that <laughs> that can be a profound awakening for for a lot of people out there just someone telling them hey you you're allowed to be you and it's okay mm-hmm. i'm sure there's been well i can tell there's been times when you got that from other people where they wanted you to okay sir you have to be this this is you you know what i mean it's like that's a terrible feeling when people don't don't understand that i can do a lot of different things like i'm not really i guess it's just the labels man that's what's bothering me bottom line (laughs) totally yeah and i'm fortunate enough to like live in a city now where it's like most of the time labels are definitely not an issue. Like I, I definitely live in like this very nice liberal bubble, but you know, and it's like, and I am constantly reminded, especially when I leave the city, you know, that like, that's not the case everywhere else. Like not everyone is afforded that, you know, just like the, the ability to just do whatever you want and be whoever you want. Like there's, there's nothing strange here. It's all like, everything is just, it, it is what it is, you know, it's like, and then I, like, I'll go back to the Midwest to like visit my mom or something. And it's like, you know, I like, I just, I get so many strange comments or people are like, oh, like you can't do this or that. Or like your clothes are so interesting. Or someone was like, you look like you're from New York, you know, just whatever. Like, ah, what does that even like, mean? Have, you know? I'm like, what does that, what does that mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know what yeah. Is that an insult? Is that a compliment? Like, I know, where like, are you going with that? <laughs> you like my outfit? Like, I, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Or even like my, my sister's in the military now and like, she lives, you know, it's like, she, I mean, she's a very progressive person. It's like, you know, she's she's a fighter jet pilot. Like her life is very stressful and crazy, but um, she like lives on a base and it's like, everyone is like, you know, living like very similar lifestyles. Like there's nothing wrong. I'm not trying to like trash talk it, but it's, it's like everyone like kind of dresses the same, does the same weekend activities. You know, everyone is like married, very young, like just kind of like, like pick a thing, you know and everyone's doing it. Um, right. But I also think it's like, you know, if you're living in kind of like an insular community, the same characteristics like rub off on one another. You know, it's like you wind up doing the same things because like that is the thing to do. Or if you live in a small town, it's like only so many sources of entertainment and only like so many sources of culture. You know, it's like, and I've had this argument with people so many times where they're like, and I don't think the people who don't live in big cities are like classless and tasteless. That is not what I'm trying to say (laughs) all but it's like there's obviously an abundance of culture in like a big metropolitan area it's like you know when in non-covid times it's like i literally i just have access to everything like i'm very grateful for that and you know i've talked about how it's like if you live in a smaller town and there's like one performing arts center it's like you're kind of like subjected to like whatever comes through town it's like that is your like one major source of culture it's obviously not everything it's like we live in a time where like you, you know you can find anything online, whatever. And it's like, you can access culture in different ways, but it's like, you know, it's like, I'm like, I can really just like go get it. And I definitely like take that for granted so often, you know, it's just like, I can go to the map, like, you know, I mean like things that I don't even think about anymore, but yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's, people are like, well, no, like that doesn't mean that like people aren't cultured and that's not what I'm trying to say at all. I just think it's, it's like you, you kind of like, grow where you're planted in a way it's like you adapt to the environment that you live in Mm. you know for sure and it's like we can get used to anything 
Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like some of these small towns or places it's just there's more of a monopoly on creativity and the, like the vision of life is really monopolized like whereas in a big city there's it's a melting pot of so many different ideas mm -hmm. it's like there's not a monopoly on that it's like you can be whatever you want to be you know what i mean whereas in it feels like it, the smaller the community the more pressure there's going to be to follow whatever ideal mm -hmm. that culture holds high you know what i mean I, I agree, and I think that, like, well, you did already highlight this, but the technology is really a blessing, you know, really, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it's a double-edged sword, because in just the same way that there's one performing arts center, you know, if you get stuck on Twitter, you get stuck on Snapchat, whatever, it's, like, sure. it's, a, it's a silo, and that company has their own perceptions their own biases their own whatever and even if it's one that you might be inclined to agree with most of the time it doesn't mean that you're gonna get like you're, right. you're still like your mind is still being filtered in someone else's reality mm -hmm. you know ultimately well you know okay all right here's my story. oh here we go get here up we on. Go. here we go you ready for this <laughs> i'm gonna sit back and would you relax you know i'm not gonna make fun of you this time okay? it feels like the this. moment is right for you to do one of these things <laughs> culture is not your friend culture is not your friend here we go oh the glasses are off too. Okay, glasses oh my are off. <laughs> culture is not your friend and and really sometimes it takes you know being a young man being sent off to war to realize that culture is not your friend but culture is not there. Like culture is there to get you to be a individual, not an individual, mm. but someone who is a part of a human being, so you can fit in the culture. Create your own roadshow, folks. Do what our friend Sarah here has done. You have literally created your own actual roadshow. It's freaking cool. <laughs> you know, it is like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but that's like like what matters is the felt presence of of personal experience that's what matters you know not what someone else tells you that needs to be cool you know if there's only the one performing arts center and a group of thing people coming your way say in a small town well guess who the onus is on you to create the culture in your small town and to mm -hmm. reach that bat signal out into the universe and let the whole world see what your town's about and you're the one who's creating i mean that's essentially what i feel like we're doing with inside the sound like there's an invisible web of amazing incredible people like you all over the world we we're, we're meeting them now like they're like-minded they they understand these things on a level that i didn't think anybody understood other than me and ryan no offense to the world but <laughs> i really didn't <laughs> we keep meeting people and and uh yeah so operating in a different reality off the soapbox now yeah now. that was my diatribe but i you know and i agree i actually think what you i actually agree with how you like this mindset about like the city and um because it was that way in san francisco like there's just like any time there's you just there's anything there's there's all these different there's like uh broadway type style shows you could get into rock you could get into the jazz you could get anything it's there it's all there in a big city like that right. and there's nothing if you've never experienced that folks like it's there's nothing like it there isn't you know so mm -hmm. i get it i get it and it's way different in the little cow town <laughs> it's just different you know um, you remember we hung out in the couch and we, we just hung on the, the couch for like a week. You remember about. that? When we were, I, I would never do that to a, a perfect to a, stranger. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You make a wonderful point. And I, I totally did not mean to say that like people are incapable of doing different things when they live in a small town. Because I 
don't, you didn't say I, that. Not, okay, no, no, that was I, my soapbox. You didn't come lost, across please it. Please don't didn't. think that I thought that. I you just didn't. Okay, yeah, no, good, I'm good. That was my. That's why I did the thing. Say, look, I got to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, no, you weren't coming across that way. No, at all. not at all. You made a great point, and I mean, it's and I'm having lived in so many different places, and also lots of small towns. Like my mom lives in Champaign, Illinois, and there are also like amazing bands that have come out of Champaign, Illinois, like Hum, Ario, Speedwagon, Allison Krauss, whatever, just to like <laughs> name a few. Um, you know, it's when I say like, I guess when I speak to the culture, like in New York, there are trillions of cultures. It's like if you like whatever your MO is, like you can find it. Like you exactly, go out there and you can yeah. get it. And everything is accessible to you. And it's like I try to not take that for granted. And I think that's the only reason I've stayed here for so long is just because like you will always be accepted and you will always find something that you can be interested in and that will be, you know, equally interested in you, if that makes sense. And I think, you know, it's like living in a smaller town, it's like you don't have that advantage. You know, and it's like that that's really all I'm trying to say. And it's like having to create that for yourself when there are like less resources is like even more of an uphill battle you know it's like it's hard everywhere but having to do that like there you know it's like and coming out of that and like you know whatever success right. means to you things like that it's like that's you know that's really crazy too and I think it's just it's yeah. I'm literally speaking about like resources and speaking about just True. like what, are what is funding to the schools for the music and arts programs you know yeah just like, come on there's always money for football yeah yeah for sure it's just right it's it's yeah. crazy and even like I lived we were stationed in Hawaii for a while and I remember right after we left like Hawaii public schools lost fund like so much funding that they couldn't pay their teachers enough so they had to like the last Friday of every month there was no school because they literally could not afford these salaries like just what is that but military spending is at an all-time high yeah. <laughs> you know um anyway wow I just went off on like a million different tangents but um yeah we could yeah. talk about all that stuff for hours on kind of yeah I kind of want to have like three hours of time to no really because I well because <laughs> I grew up on military bases too and I know I know what you're oh, talking okay. about. yeah 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 and yeah and yeah I'm gonna stop because I, I really because I could keep going I but the thing about military spending and I really want to just touch on that let's heal the world make it a better place <laughs> I just don't see I don't too much money it would take to just fix the Amazon so that we could actually fund the farmers no, and give them enough money so that they'll not chop down the Amazon and so the, the lungs of the planet can breathe it would cost us a fraction of spending that we did on say the Iraq war or whatever I sorry the little Graham Hancock thing that he said and it really resonated with me ever since i heard it it's like oh yeah why don't we just do that why don't we just go ahead and fix some problems we could fix? anyway all right all right i will see yeah like end world hunger or homelessness right. or you know we actually could do that yeah we things could. That we literally are possible could it's yeah. not impossible it's not impossible we it's have not impossible. the resources we have it right that blows my mind all of yeah. the time and it's also like my sister who's like you know flying like their planes are always broken she's like i don't know where this money is going because we're certainly like not seeing it you know it's like i mean it's just and it's like man i hope it's like some crazy like deep undercover like alien research because uh, otherwise it's just not justifiable hey, like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah it does make you wonder it's like I love where is all this money going like literally where is it well the war but yeah <laughs> yeah that's I definitely guess. a big part of it there's no doubt about that among many other things yeah i mean i don't feel like super qualified to speak on it but it is it's just like it blows my mind all the time especially now with this i feel like everyone is like way more tuned into it because it's just it's ever so many people were just well dying and suffering and not making money for a year straight and you know it's mm. continuing now and it's like it's like hey where is all this money going and it's like we can't pass a stimulus bill to just like 
make sure people eat this month like really but it's like but we could definitely pass like trillions of dollars to like i don't know like the pentagon still has this crazy budget and like well we have to spend it it's like yeah it's, it's just crazy jobs and think, no, <laughs> military jobs are gonna save their jobs like why don't we give them education and let them do other things um if they if we don't need as many people to fight and kill um <laughs> you know, and for, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing that gets me about the military-industrial complex and another soapbox thing. Oh boy! Having spent only six months in the cybersecurity industry, and knowing next to nothing about cybersecurity other than how to sell it, I just, I don't. Though that's the war. That's what's actually happening. Is that's the war? It's it's the mis disinformation. It's the CIA kind of like shouldn't say that name out loud, but it's 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 all the propaganda. That's where the money's being spent. That's where the war is going on. The the mm -hmm. all of the bombs are for show, guys. It, war doesn't exist in that same. They way. want a monopoly. No, on it's Epson. yeah. It sure. only exists in small little pockets where the big players allow to happen. Like Syria happened because all the big guys in the world said, "We don't care if this place falls apart. Oh well. Oh, mm -hmm. who cares? Let's not help." You know, like that's my thing. It, like the real war isn't really actual war the way we think about. It. We think of World War II as being that doesn't exist anymore. Right. That's yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for letting me say that without judgment. <laughs> I wasn't judging you. I wasn't judging you that much when Not you said all. that. <laughs> no, in fact, no. It, it's part of what makes the show fun is because we are free to just sort of like give each other crap. Anymore. Oh my god, I love it. It's fun. <laughs> You're fun. This is well, fun. Sarah. Um, where would you direct people that want to? delve into your your musical creations and where where should they start where would you direct them um oh my gosh they can find me on instagram but you can uh, <laughs> yeah there's um no there's just there's me it's at sarah mcds sarah mcdees and then there's also just the new york chill harmonic it's literally just and it's like the word nyc i love that chill harmonic. yeah new york chill harmonic that was also a joke and then it just stuck can i ask whose inspiration like did you name that or was that you know i honestly have no idea it was like i kind of thought this whole thing was going to be a one-off like six years ago <laughs> yeah and i was the new york that's chill cool. harmonic that's hilarious oh my god and then you know i started like spamming the new york phil just to, like get their attention which eventually worked but nothing came of it um <laughs> and then that, that was it and now it, it just is what it is now it's the new york chill harmonic that's it and there's one other person in the world that uses the chill harmonic handle and it's this turkish conductor and she's like really cool and so like now we're friends on instagram <laughs> awesome <laughs> that's yeah. cool thank mm. you so much and um folks go find her Go follow Sarah. Go follow the go follow the New York Chill Harmonic and in, in the, the other one yep. too, the Turkey. The, the Turkey, <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, or find us on Spotify, whatever. I'm so glad we ended this conversation talking about the military industrial complex. <laughs> Yay! Oh my and, uh, god, it was so much fun. Wow, wow, we really went there. Um, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yay! Check out my band, you guys. Fearless. Yeah, heck yeah. You hear that, people? Go check it out. It's a whole new genre. Well, folks, uh, you know where to find us, right? By now, you should know. Definitely, you guys know. Um, I, we got a little closer to, to close out here. Sarah, say goodbye. Sarah McDonald. Is there, oh, before I do, do we, wait, hang on. Before we, we, we gotta, I got to cut that off. Sarah, do you have anything else you would like? Any words of wisdom? Uh, fight the power. I mean, anything else you want to share with our beautiful <laughs> Any other, the world's ears are open right now. <laughs> 
I mean, for sure, fight the power. Uh, fuck the patriarchy. Do your thing. Just, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just, uh, just do your thing. Whatever that means, as long as it's not hurting other people, just do your thing. There we go. How about that? Amen. Mm. Ryan, any, any hashtags, any words of wisdom, anything else you want to throw out there? No, that was pretty poignant. That was poignant. I don't think I can top that. Folks, we love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.